to lunch with PB and J. I like to hit the lunch with PB and J. Uh, we are going to. We promise we're going to finish Hebrews chapter eleven today. I think right? we can. I think we can. I think we can. I think we can. I think we can. <laughs> Uh, we have. It is great to have you back with us. Uh, we are going through verse by verse through the book of Hebrews, this uh, letter by an unknown writer to this group of Christians that, uh, specifically Hebrew Christians, that are considering going back to their Hebrew roots and going mm -hmm. back into the Jewish faith and practices and rituals and ceremonies and all those things that they, they were doing at the time. And so uh, this writer is trying to give them all the reasons why guys don't do it. You have found the truth. The yeah. truth is Jesus. And um, and so he's talked about hope, and now he is talking about faith. Mm -hmm. and, and and this is what faith looks like. And, and, and part of the, the reason, you know, is it's just like, I think they kind of reach this point of, okay, where, where, Where's this all going? There's there's opposition, there's persecution, you know, when's Jesus coming back, if he's really the son of God and all those things. And so the writer is like, guys, it's faith. Like this is where faith steps in yeah. is it is faith that what we hope for will come to be. And that's where this Hebrews chapter 11 all started, excuse me, is faith is the substance of things hoped for, mm -hmm. uh, depending on the translation that you read. It's all, <laughs> it's worded a bunch of different ways, but. Um, so that's where we're, we are. We're talking about faith. And then he proceeds to give all kinds of faith examples, starting from Genesis and building all the way through the Old Testament and the founding fathers of their faith and all of those things and just why faith matters. Yeah. And so that's where we are. So Ben spoke at our church on uh, the cornerstone is Jesus and just this idea of every layer of this temple that's being built is is that next generation is it's people right mm -hmm. that we're being built on um we're the church right and so it really reminded as he was preaching it really reminded me of what we've been going through in hebrews where you're just like this layer and this layer but the common you know the we're, we're all built on that cornerstone jesus mm -hmm. so i think that's what we've seen as each layer of faith you know because we also talked about this is actually cool because it's in order Mm -hmm. from you know uh, creation and talk about creation but then you get all these people of faith and in order and you know and that's that thing of uh yeah we're we're part of that yeah 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 is that part of the conversation you have in your head with me while i'm preaching sometimes yeah <laughs> she told me last night that she has conversations with me while i'm preaching while he's preaching i think it's because of this we do this and so i'm used to it and so in my head i have a conversation with you <laughs> i'm gonna talk about that later <laughs> Uh, so that's where we are, and as we've been saying, if you are just tuning in for the first time or first time in a while, uh, we would always recommend that you go back to the beginning of the Hebrew series or go back where you left off and catch up. We're not going anywhere. This will be right where you're watching it or listening to it right now, so you can catch up with us uh, at a later date. So, um, so yeah, do that. Go back, catch up, and then you'll pick up where we are. But for those that are keeping track with us and following along, <laughs> Let's dive in. We're in Hebrews chapter 11. We're going to start at verse 32 today. Uh, so let me read a few verses here. It says, How much more do I need to say? It would take too long to recount the stories of the faith of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Japheth, David, Samuel, and all the prophets. By faith, these people overthrew kingdoms, ruled with justice, and received what God had promised them. 
They shut the mouths of lions, quenched the flames of fire, and escaped death by the edge of the sword. Their weakness was turned to strength. They became strong in battle and put whole armies to flight. Women received their loved ones back again from the dead, from death. So again, he's gone through all these individuals and then he just reaches this point and he's like, I, I, I don't know what else to tell you. Like, <laughs> he's like, these are, these are the big ones. And like, and not even that they're the big ones. Cause when he starts rattling off these other names, I mean, Gideon, David, Samson, Samuel, like these, these are also big names. I didn't know who Japheth was. How bad is that? <laughs> who is that? <laughs> I, I, so I'm going to talk about Japheth. Okay. So I'll, I'll explain Japheth I read Japheth him, I'm like, moment. I don't know who that guy is. Yeah. Um, do you want me to go through I kind of I went I kind of broke it down by the people. So you have Gideon. If you're not familiar with all these stories, you can you can go back. You can look look up each one. Mm -hmm. But Gideon, who started off again, it's kind of this thing of these people are going. You know, uh, he's he's trying to again implore like it takes faith and faith and all these people that he's talked about leading up to this point were just normal people. We Mm -hmm. ended the last episode talking about Rahab, who was a prostitute, uh, who showed great faith in God, even though she wasn't even of Hebrew descent, Mm -hmm. she still had faith and because of what she had heard about God. Mm -hmm. And so you have Gideon and Gideon became this great warrior. But when he first was kind of called into it, he was a farmer Mm -hmm. and they were just coming after his lands. And so he's trying to rally people together. And so Gideon becomes this incredible incredible warrior you go back and read the story of Gideon you have Barak or Barak or I don't know how to pronounce it exactly but he's a commander of the army who agreed to fight a battle a great battle but only if the prophetess Deborah came with him to give him direction Mm -hmm. so it was this thing again of Israel was fighting all of these different battles they were having great victory this guy is called upon to lead them into battle again but he is so dependent on God to give him victory that he yeah. says, the only way I'll go and fight is if Deborah, who is a prophet at the time, a prophetess, is is if Deborah comes with me to the battlefield because I want to know on a step-by-step basis <laughs> that we're doing what God has called mm-hmm. me to do. His faith was not in his army who had had significant victories. His faith was not in himself as a strategist. His faith was only if God's with us, we'll yeah, win. Right. So I want Deborah to come with me. Yeah. And I just thought that was such a cool story. But this is his, that's his, that's his faith. Like his faith was in, I need to have uh, his faith to win really laid in the word of God coming through her. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was such an interesting, yeah. that was an interesting one. Then you have Samson. <laughs> we know the story of Samson. Um, and when you read it, really pick apart the story of Samson, this is a guy who struggled. Yeah. Not really. perfect. <laughs> really, definitely an imperfect person who struggled with worldly desires. But in the end, he put his faith in God and, and literally gave his life yeah. to defeat God's enemies. Uh, and then you have Japheth. Japheth. Japheth was another warrior. Um, he was another just so you see this a lot, like these these men that went out to fight battles. And he was another warrior who made a vow to God in exchange for victory. He okay. basically said, God... I'll give you everything that I have. I'll give you everything that I am. God, just give me victory. I can't win without you. Mm-hmm. And so he was another He was another mm-hmm. great battle guy. And then, mm-hmm. of course, we have David. We know David and King yeah. David's story. You have Samuel, who was a great prophet. And here the writer, um, again, it's like he gives up trying to name everyone. Yeah. <laughs> right? And he just he's like, guys, guys, there's so many. Like, it's just, I'll name Samuel, but it's all the prophets. <laughs> like, just all these prophets. And the point being is that he's trying to make is that faith has brought us this far. Mm-hmm. 
Like it's it's faith that has carried us all the way through all these great stories. And again, he's he's just reading, he's just naming people from the Old Testament because this is what they grew up reading. Mm-hmm. They they grew up in the faith of the the stories of these the, these men and women and their faith, and so they knew them all. And so. Mm-hmm. He's like, guys, I don't have to keep naming names here. Just understand this is the faith that you've always had, that you've always believed in. And so if you're going to believe all of that, if you have faith in all of that still, because it's not like it's not like they're trying to leave believing in God. It's it's the the faith that Jesus is the son of God, Mm -hmm. that he is the salvation, that he is the Messiah that they have read about for years. And so he's like, if, if that if you have faith in all of those things, like how can you how can you leave? Mm-hmm. How can you lose faith that Jesus is the the product? He, he is he is the one. Yeah. He is the one that they've talked about for years. Yeah. So I read that and I realized how much I get into my Bible plan, like reading plans. And I realized how I get in Genesis, I, I get in Exodus and I get, okay, Deuteronomy. And then somewhere I dwindle off because <laughs> apparently I don't know who Japheth is. But is this, you know... We've gone over these, you know, in our minds of what the more prominent, you know, people are, Moses and Abraham and, and all that, and, and, their, and their stories. But I think what's cool is, you know, God's story, even though sometimes we focus on maybe just one or two people, mm-hmm. we mentioned the Bible and you're like, yeah, we know who Abraham is, but like, keep going. It's not just about one or two men, one or two, you know, or it's about, it's about this, um, this generation after generation after generation. And just what Ben said, like a lot of these people were, you know, Gideon's story even is, you know, he was the least of his tribe. So in a lot of these cases, you'll see where it was somebody who wasn't, you know, maybe they saw God's victory because of what God did, but maybe when they started out, they were just like you said, average Mm -hmm. people, normal people. And I, I don't know, I looked at that and not knowing maybe all of their stories like I know as well Abraham. If you said Abraham to me, I'd be like, yes, I know his story. But you read you read through these names, and this is why I think it's so important for us to keep going. Keep, in, keep you know, reading about these people because it's not written down just, um, just to have history written down. It's written down to strengthen our faith. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the whole point. So um, not that you won't see yourself in Abraham's life, but you know what? Maybe you can't see yourself necessarily in Abraham's life, but you can read the story of Gideon and God can show you something through that story or the story, you know, of of these other guys. And so it's like, to me, how often do I say, oh God, I need, I need more evidence. I need more, I need to mm-hmm. know more. And it's like here, the writer's like, how much more do you need? Like this yeah. person after person after person. But if we don't really know it, if we don't really keep it in our heart um, and keep it front and center, these examples, like we start to think, well, I'm the only one or how do I live this mm-hmm. way? Or, you know, and so I just think it's so important to really get it more and more in our heart, the examples that he gives mm-hmm. us. And I think too, like just, and I think really when you go back and you start to read mm-hmm. and, and really you have to almost, there comes a point where I feel like sometimes you have to dismiss what you already know. Yeah. Right? And just go like you're hearing these names for the very first time. Well, like So that Samson. you can really understand. Yeah. So that you can really understand how simple yeah. and how ordinary these people, people were. People are, yeah. 
And and the thing of is not just a Bible study. I uh, uh, I heard at five years old, and mm-hmm. you know, yes. And I'm not saying those. It's not important to get it in your children's head and all that. But it's the thing is, as an adult, you know, when I read the story of Samson, am I really grasping all of it and and re- really realizing this is a real story? Mm-hmm. It's not a fictional character. It's not a fairy tale. It's not. These are real people's lives, and it's there written down to encourage me mm-hmm. and, yeah, and strengthen my faith. Mm-hmm. It's good. And so, so again, he, he goes and he talks about, he starts off talking about all these, uh, you know, Moses, Abram, all, mm-hmm. Abraham, all those ones that have done these great things. And then he rattles off this paragraph of, again, all the great victories yeah. that people have had because of faith and and. But then he moves into this these next few verses yeah. and shows that it's not always the case. Like it doesn't yeah. always work out, I would say, the way that you expect it yeah. to. Right? So that's where he goes to in the next few verses. Um, so verse 35, he says, But others were tortured, refusing to turn from God in order to be set free. They placed their hope in a better life after the resurrection. Some were jeered at, and, and their backs were cut open with whips. Others were chained in prison. Some died by stoning. Some were sawed in half, and others were killed with the sword. Some went about wearing skins of sheep and goats, destitute and oppressed and mistreated. They were too good for this world, wandering over deserts and mountains, hiding in caves and holes in the ground. Mm. Go ahead. So, again, like what he's saying with this, with, with what we've read so far, and in the week before, but even even just this portion we read, you know, the one thing they had in common, it, and it said, it names all these people, and it says, and they receive what God had promised them, you know, and again, what he's saying is, is you saw victory, you see, you see these miracles happen, and, and God shutting the mouths of lions, and you see all these things, but you see victory, and they're receiving what they've been promised, or what was promised to them, and then it takes this shift, and honestly, like, is this, <laughs> is this uncomfortable shift because you're like, God, what, what group of people am I? Yeah. You know, that me reading that, that's kind of the first way I go is, oh, you know, because it's like, you know, that, that, that phrase and I just underlined it, but others, okay. But others, yeah. so some, some too. saw, you know, their promises that they prayed for and, and they're given their promise. Some saw victory and it's amazing. And then, but others. And then when you read that, I mean, mind-blowing, mind-blowing. Like, you read mm-hmm. it, and it's just, it's even hard for me to, it's hard for me to comprehend. It's hard for me to picture. I mean, somebody says, uh, you know, stoning. We know we've read that in the Bible, but salt in half. half. Like, you read it, and you're like, I can't, that's, it's just hard to receive. It's hard to take in. Yeah. And, but I think... It's so important, and I'm, I appreciate that the writer has put all of this in it because a lot of times, you know, even when we share our faith sometimes with people, I feel like we don't always share the hard things that God has mm-hmm. gotten us through. We generally just only want to share, you know, what's in this nice little package with a bow on it, and we've come through it and everything. Mm-hmm. But imagine, you know, sharing your faith, and you're one of these people who saw your loved one cut in half. You know, but you're still sharing your faith. You're still living this Christian life. You're still living by faith. So I think it's important that the writer put this in because our lives, 
you know, that we live now in our Christian lives don't all look the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's just, it's interesting to see that some people receive what they were, you know, their victories and they saw that and that other people were tortured. Mm-hmm. But the thing that the common ground is that all of these people, what was the essence of how they lived? They lived by faith. So even if they were a person, you know, the story we're talking about Gideon where, you know, where God used him and he saw victories and stuff. So even if you're that person or, or, or it's who he's describing here, both people were living by faith. Yeah. Even though for one person, you know, it, their life might seem more like, yeah, they got what they were. And then these other ones, you know, were tortured or, or suffered for Christ or, you know, it's, you can't just look at somebody's life and say just because, you know, they're suffering that well, God's even, not with them. Even the fact that he throws in, like, the the whole destitute, they wore skins of sheep and goats and they yeah. were destitute and oppressed and mistreated. Like, I think even, you know, flying in the face of the prosperity gospel, you know, yeah. where if, if you're going to serve God, then you're going to be rich and blessed. And there's some people that, that believe that. And, and it just doesn't happen for everybody. And yeah. it doesn't, again, it goes back to, you know, I talked to, uh, talked to a couple weeks ago there's a verse in peter peter says um god doesn't have favorites Mm -hmm. so it's not that you know god is playing favorites where some are rich and some are not some are healed some are not healed some you know whatever it's it's this thing that again faith is a level playing field yes and our faith is not in our consequences um and i think the way i said it on that sunday is you know our faith is not in in the promises, it's in the one who made the promises, made the promises right? Yeah. And so the faith that we have is that everything is going to be better. They say it there. Um, they place their hope in a better life after the resurrection. Mm-hmm. So it's like life sucks right now. <laughs> I get that. I see it. It's, mm-hmm. it's not, it doesn't seem to be getting any better. But my faith and my hope is not in things being better now, but it is in what is to come. What's to come, yeah. It's, it's in life after the resurrection. So this reminded me, in, in reading kind of both those ideas of, okay, certain people, they saw victory, and then, but others, and then we, we read this list here, were, were tortured and suffered and all that. It really brought to my mind, um, so a few weeks back, Ben preached a sermon about comparison. Mm-hmm. And it brought to my mind this conversation that Jesus has with Peter. So um, Jesus basically tells Peter how he's going to die. And and Peter sees, I guess it was John. Mm-hmm. Is it John? Um, and this is, if you want to go read it, it's John 21. But So Jesus has this conversation with Peter, and he tells him, okay, this is what's going to happen. And so Peter says, well, what about him? And, you know, he's pointing over there at John, and what, what, what's, what's going to happen to him? And then Jesus says, what is it to you if, if he lives, yeah. you know, and you suffer? I'm paraphrasing a little bit. But it reminds me so much when I read this, and my first um, fleshly instinct is, what group am I? You yeah. know, am I going to be one of those that's tortured, or, or am I going to see victory in my life and live to a ripe old age of 150? Um, wow. but <laughs> it's a big number. So it's like you naturally want to do that, and that's what Peter was doing when he had this conversation with Jesus. And the truth of it is, even though it's hard to hear, is what's it to us? Because God is faithful, mm-hmm. and so it doesn't make God any less faithful because we're we're basically all going to suffer in some way. And I'm not making light of people who have martyred or been martyred for for Jesus and their faith. 
But it's this idea of we have to stop comparing and see, Mm -hmm. and we basically just have to say, God, whatever my portion is, whatever happens in my life, you're going to give me the strength. Mm -hmm. You're going to give me the ability to live through that. You're going to give me the faith to walk uh, that life, no no matter on what side I'm, you know, on. Yeah. Well, and I think that brings up, like, uh, I think to bring it into our time and into our lives, it really creates this question of does faith always bring victory? Mm-hmm. Because when somebody's going through a hard season in their life, we this is what we say is, well, you just got to believe. You just got to have faith and everything's going to work out. And so when you ask that question, does, does faith always bring victory? Mm-hmm. Because people are saying, I'm trying to believe. I'm trying to hope. I'm trying to, to put my faith in God. Yeah. And I, the only way I really know how to answer that, I, I wrote that down, does faith always bring victory? And the only thing I could think to an- the only way I could think to answer that was to say, uh, I guess it depends on your definition of victory, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, I thought of uh, our old pastor. He he tells a story of his mother having cancer when he yeah. was pretty young, like he was in his uh, early twenties or so. I think might, maybe even younger. Um, but his mother had cancer and. Uh, she prayed and she, you know, all these things. Anyway, she ended up passing away. And a board member from the church came and talked to him and pretty bluntly said, if your mother would have just had more faith, she could have been healed. Wow. And that just obviously devastated him because he had sat there and watched his mother pray and other people in their family that had prayed and, you know, here, here it is. And I've had, I've had people in the same situation mm-hmm. come in and talk about, you know, a loved one who's going through something, a loved one who's dying. And they're like, we're praying for healing and just don't understand why that's not happening. And they, the family member ends up passing away. And some people just don't know what to do with that. It's mm-hmm. like, well, we believe we had faith. Why didn't this happen? And, and I can, I, I remember talking to somebody one time and maybe this sounds re- very blunt too. I promise you, I said it very compassionately. <laughs> But I was just having a conversation with them, and they're they're just desperately asking for prayer for a family member who's who's um, who's dying. They have cancer, and they're dying. And they said, you know, uh, I think the the person was in like their mid to late sixties, and they're just like, it's it's too soon, it's too soon. And I just said, well, <laughs> and and it's not like I have faith to to pray these things, but it was it was that or no, sorry, the family member had already passed away. Sorry, let me say this. That makes what I'm about to say make more sense. So <laughs> a family member had already passed away and they just couldn't. That's what it was. They couldn't reconcile like how mm-hmm. how could God let this happen? This right. person was so young. And I asked the question, I said, when would it have been OK? Mm-hmm. Like 60s is too young. So 70s, 80s, Joy's grandmother just passed away. She was 93, 91, 91. You know, is that acceptable? I know for you guys, you know, would you have liked her to, to stick around for a couple mm-hmm. more years, right? Like, we're, none of us are, are promised immortality here yeah. and now. Right. And so we understand, like, when a child dies, it's, it's devastating because, I mean, they, they, they never got to live life. Mm-hmm. But then when, you know, somebody who's lived a long life, we're not always okay with that either. Mm-hmm. There's still pain. And we're always yeah. praying when somebody that we love is sick. We're always praying, God healed them, God healed them, God healed them. And can he heal? Yes. And sometimes he does and sometimes he doesn't. And 
And this is where that, that question of faith, you know, and so whether it's healing of a sickness, whether it's provision for a financial thing, whether it's God, I'm praying for a job. Some people are praying for a spouse and they're still single Mm -hmm. and they're like, when is this going to happen? Or a a couple praying for a child and they're just not able to conceive and, you know, all of these things. And it's like, does faith always bring victory? Depends on your definition of victory Mm -hmm. for these people. And for the writer of Hebrews, he's saying they were holding out hope for life after the resurrection. Yes. Their victory was in a different place. Victory was somewhere else. Yeah. And so does this mean that with enough faith, you know, um, I will, I will, you know, when we say things like that, of if you would have just had enough faith, things would have changed. Mm-hmm. I think that's a dangerous thing to oh, say yeah. Yeah. and a dangerous thing to believe because it, it, it heaps so much guilt and shame and questions and doubts, I think, even mm-hmm. onto people. It also and, puts the control in our hands yes. versus God's hands. Yeah. yeah. And so it, it's... Uh, I, I have, and, and we both have, we, we've seen God do so many miracles in, mm-hmm. people's, um, in people's health and mm-hmm. people's finances. And we've seen marriages put back together that you just think, how in the world? And in and, and all other areas of life, you, you've seen God do absolute miracles. And we've seen that personally. I've seen that personally. Um, and, and just as I thought about this, I, I realized, though, that even with that said, I I don't need I don't need God to heal everyone to solidify my faith. Mm-hmm. My faith has to be stronger than circumstances. Yeah. My faith has to be stronger than you know, quote unquote unanswered prayers. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're really praying for something and believe there's listen there's things that I've been praying for for years that still haven't come to be so. I have to reconcile, do I still believe that God's working? Do I still believe that God's doing something? Do I still have faith mm-hmm. that he hears me when I pray? Do I mm-hmm. still have faith that he he can? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so the answer has to be not based on my circumstances and not on my surroundings. Again, it's not, my faith is not in the answer. My faith is in him. Mm-hmm. And I think we can't forget that he sees the whole picture. Yeah. You know, and that's what can help us understand scenarios like this of, you know, when we read the Old Testament and we read these stories of these victories that, okay, you know, or, or Daniel and lion's den and God shuts the mouth of the, the lion and we see this miracle, you know, um, we're, we're seeing that and, and it, oh, that's this perfect picture. But sometimes when we read the stories of, oh, this person was tortured, they were you know, these things happen. We're not seeing the full picture because we're mm-hmm. not all there yet. Yeah. So when we all are seeing this full picture, and we're going to talk about that in a minute, but it's, it's this perfection that has to happen, then we see things the way God sees them. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's where does it say it? It says in the Bible, like, his ways are not our ways. Yeah. His thoughts are not. We're different. So it really is like just in reading through this and reading these this section, and, and yeah. I, I love the fact that the the – the writer included this little section yeah. in here because it really is, is is a reminder that I think we all need to have yes. as Christians that my faith is in my belief that God is sovereign and that he is in complete control. Yeah. That's what that's where my faith is. It's not it's not in the outcome. You know uh, what? It, it makes me think too like about what is the story where the guy was born blind and they thought, Oh, you you you've committed sin. Mm-hmm. But Jesus says, No, this happened, so why? Why was the reason? Yeah. So the glory would be given. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is God God has so much glory that he wants to be yes. given. 
And so it's 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 understanding this victory. Mm-hmm. Again, does faith bring victory? What is your <laughs> definition of victory? Yeah. My victory is in heaven, not yeah. on earth. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's where my victory, my faith says that God can do anything, but it also says that he will do what needs to be done to accomplish his purpose. Right. Right? He will allow things to happen. And sometimes the greatest faith that we can put into practice is in the endurance, not in the deliverance. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an important point to understand And is, is sometimes God allows us to stay in something mm-hmm. because our faith is in the endurance. Our faith is in the perseverance. Our faith is in the overcoming the situation, yeah. not our, our faith is in, in because he's, he's getting us ready. I think sometimes it's our faith is, is he's getting us our faith ready for the next thing. Right. You know, and and you know you you look at the um, the three the three Hebrews in the in the fiery furnace right so they're willing to go their faith is in God and their words to Nebuchadnezzar are mm-hmm. you know we don't know if God's going to save us or not mm-hmm. all we do know is that we we can't bow down to your idol mm-hmm. and so if you're going to throw us in the fiery furnace we're either going to we're either going to die for his glory or we're going to be delivered for his glory. Mm-hmm. We're either going to die and he will be glorified because people will look at us and say, look at these three men, take a stand for their God, yeah. no matter what the outcome is. Or he's going to somehow miraculously <laughs> deliver us and people are going to say, look at how powerful their God is right. that they took a stand for. Yeah. And either way, God's going to get And the it was glory. like they were leaving it up to God, yeah. but they were basically, what's our part? We're not going to bow yeah. down. And so our faith is in him. It's not in the outcome. Right. Our faith is in him. And yeah. so we will endure whatever comes yeah. because of that. So um, it, it is definitely a faith that God has something better in store for us than anything that we can think of. Mm-hmm. And that's where our faith has to lie. So God, why am I in the middle of all of this? Mm-hmm. We have to have faith that God has something better coming. Mm-hmm. And that's why our faith can't be in this world. It has to be in the life that is to come. I love that you just said that. And I know we know that in our in our heads, but we really need to get it in our hearts. Because, I mean, again, reread through these things of what these people, how they died, how they were tortured. Like they had to know and not just head knowledge, but really know and believe there's something better. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know look at what happened to them. Yeah. But the reality is there is something better. And mm-hmm. like this thing of even though they suffered, even though they were tortured, even though they went through all this, that was the whole point is is there's something so much better yeah. on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Last two verses say, All these people earned a good reputation because of their faith, yet none of them received all that God had promised. For God had something better in mind for us so that they would not reach perfection without us. Mm-hmm. And so again, this this when he says all these people earned a good reputation, yet none of them received all that God had promised. He's not just talking about these ones in the last few verses mm-hmm. that had all this Shut devastating things happen. He's talking about all the ones that accomplished great things and all the ones who had devastating things happen. Yeah. None of them. Yeah. Good or bad, highs and lows. Yeah. None of them received everything that God had for them. Right. They will. Mm-hmm. So that we can have it all together. Not, they would not reach perfection without us. Mm-hmm. It's like we're all going to reach perfection together. Mm-hmm. We're all going to experience it together. But they didn't experience it yet. Mm-hmm. And that word, where am I at? That word perfection. So in here it means completeness. Mm-hmm. 
You know, it's like that. We haven't reached perfection. What it is is we haven't read. We haven't reached this this completeness that God is doing in building this. You know, use the reference of that building, and he's 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 building this temple, and we mm-hmm. are each part of it. And that's why he has something better in mind for us. Um, so he says he's not to reach perfection without us. That means all of us, every single person that will be a part of God's family. Yeah, It's not just Abraham. It's going to be a, I don't know who that last part person is. It's going to come into the yeah. kingdom of God, but it's also about that person. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that is that perfection. And it's, um, you know, none of us are going to reach that until we're, we're all going to reach it at the end. Yeah. And, and that's, that's heaven. And right? I think this is, yeah. And I think this is what we have to understand. This is what faith does. So faith, Faith enables us to turn off the opinion of the world and to seek only God's approval in our lives, yeah. right? That's what faith does. And so we can't ever believe or teach others that the absence of deliverance uh, of any kind means a lack of faith on mm. the part of God's children, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it, it's faith looks to the future. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, if, if you could sum up this whole chapter. Yeah. Because again, you go back to verse one, and verse one is faith is the evidence or, or is the substance of things hoped for, yeah. the evidence of things unseen. And then you come down to the end here, and it's again, it's it's this faith looks to the future. Mm-hmm. What are you hoping for? Faith looks to the future, mm-hmm. and that's where true deliverance and the greatest rewards are found. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be here. Whatever you're rewarded with here will be gone. Right. And so it, it's it's so faith faith allows us. Or demands really that we look forward, mm-hmm. that we look to the future. And thank goodness, because again, all of our lives look different. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's, it's, you know, how does Ben word he words it sometimes? Like it's not like because I'm a Christian, there's going to be just sunshine follows me around and it's raining yeah. on everybody else. No, it, it, it's life is hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I think you know when we. When we read the Bible, we, we obviously focus on the victories yeah. of God's faithful, right? This is why we know some of the names that we know in yeah. the Bible. You talk about them and we automatically know. And even even the, their stories, like you throw out a name like Gideon. Um, Gideon may not, you may not know all of Gideon's story. You may not know his origin story, if you will. Uh, we watch a lot of sub- superhero movies. So you may not know his origin story, but you know his victory stories, right? Yeah. You may not know exactly how much Samson struggled, but you know his victory stories. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you might know some of the hiccups that David had in his life, but you sure know his victory stories. Yeah. And so we tend to focus on the victory stories. Mm-hmm. And and here the writer of Hebrews reminds us things don't always work out the way that we expect yeah. them to, but don't lose faith. Right. Don't lose faith. You're not the you're not the first one. <laughs> you're not the first one in history that it hasn't worked out for. Mm-hmm. And guess what? You won't be the last. Mm-hmm. You know, other others are going to struggle. Others are going to um, go through seasons of unanswered prayer. Others mm-hmm. are going to you know, not find their healing, not find their provision, not have all those things in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, we just watched, uh, we did the movie night um, as part of our Love Bolton mm-hmm. campaign. We watched that movie. I still believe. I still believe. I keep getting it mixed up with another song. There's two movies about songs. That's one. And the other one is I Can Only Imagine. <laughs> and all all through the, our prep thing, I kept getting the movies confused. But the story, if you don't know the story, is Jeremy Camp's story and his wife um, has cancer and it goes into remission they get married it comes back on their honeymoon she ends up dying but she they they show this 
montage of sequences where she's getting sicker and sicker and sicker and they're praying and they're mm -hmm. believing and they're believing and they're believing and then um, there's this final scene where she's in the hospital bed and she calls him and he comes running in the room and she looks at him and goes uh, I'm healed mm -hmm. I'm healed I, there's there's no more pain it's it's happened your prayers have been answered you have to believe me you have to believe me and then she dies Isn't that crazy and it's this this idea of I she was healed mm -hmm. not in the way that they expected but I, I you know you you watch that and you hear that story and you understand the healing that she that she got was yeah. in heaven yeah it is the the healing that is to come and so you know again it comes back to this idea and this this thought and kind of finish with this but is your faith in the victory or in the one who died to give you victory mm -hmm. and again that's that's it's like what is victory to you mm -hmm. what is victory to you you know is it is it the little wins or is it winning the war mm -hmm. kind of deal and so you know the things that we deal with in this in this life are truly the battles of life mm -hmm. but ultimately the war of sin and the war of death has already been won yeah victory over death hell and the grave yeah yeah and so verse six you go back to verse six and verse six reminds us that without faith it is impossible mm -hmm. to please god and so this kind of faith grows as we as we read his word mm -hmm. as we as we study these these characters and we we learn about their stories and what they went through and how they continued on and held on to faith yeah. you know it, it it grows as we 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 start to obey his word no matter what it it grows as we spend time with god it grows as we focus on jesus and not on our circumstances right. and so this is what faith does faith is the substance of what we hope for. Mm -hmm. It is the evidence of things not seen. There's always, there's always, always, always in our life. I don't think there's ever been, we've had a good life. <laughs> like, right? Like, mm -hmm. I would say we've had a good life. We have had Are some you planning ups. to go tomorrow? I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> you know, we've had a good life and a good marriage and we've had our ups and downs and all of those things. And my point just being that, you know, that's always going to be that way. Mm -hmm. There's always going to be ups and ups downs. And, downs yeah. and there's always going to be things that you're praying for and always things that you're waiting on and always things that, that you need to pray about and things that you have to have faith for. And this is why our faith can't be in circumstances. Mm -hmm. It has to be in Jesus. Mm -hmm. It has to be in the hope of what is to come mm -hmm. and understanding that in light of eternity, this world is like a, it's like a vapor. Mm -hmm. It's a breath, you know? And so, um, yeah, faith. <laughs> Even in that last little portion there where he says they're too good for this world, mm -hmm. you know? And I just like, this is why, though, and it tells us in Revelation, the martyrs for God will be, they will be honored, and he, mm -hmm. and God has got a special reward. So even with even with that, like that's, God gives his rewards yeah. to people who serve him and have suffered for him, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I would say the same thing that the writer of Hebrews is saying here. Don't give up. <laughs> Don't give up. And I really believe if you could sum up mm -hmm. this chapter, you know, I, I, there's an old Bible study method yeah. um, that, that helps you remember different things. And yeah. there's all kinds of different Bible study methods. But one of the methods that, that you can do is to read a chapter in the Bible and 
um, sum it up in a word or a couple of words mm-hmm. or something like that and just kind of write it at the top of the chapter so that as you're flipping through, it's like, okay, what's what's Hebrews 11 about? How do I sum that up? And I really feel like the, the and most people would just write faith yeah. at the top of this. Yeah. But I feel like an even more succinct uh, definition would be to say, don't give up. Mm-hmm. Don't give up. Continue to hold on to that faith. Yeah. And understand and ask yourself, what does victory look like? Mm-hmm. What does victory look like? Um, yeah, I could keep talking. But <laughs> I feel like I'm repeating myself at this point. This is a good one. We broke that in three. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's such an important one, honestly, because yeah. I know so many people struggle with so, so much. We all struggle with something. Um, and so it really is faith. Faith is what carries us through. And it's not faith in a dead God. It's not faith in circumstances. Mm-hmm. It's not faith in empty promises, but it is faith in a God who is still working, still moving, mm-hmm. uh, still doing incredible things, and he is faithful. <laughs> he is faithful. That's it. That's all I got. You should end <laughs> it so that I'll stop talking. That was good. That was a good one. So, uh, one chapter left, right? There's I don't know. 13 chapters. I almost forget. No, there's 13. Two chapters left. Two chapters. Two chapters left, and so uh, I hope you'll come back as we continue talking. Um, we're going to talk about Hebrews 12. We're going to start into that new chapter next week. So until then, uh, tell somebody about this. I, I really, even as, as you were talking at one point, I just, I'm realizing this has probably been three of my favorite episodes that we've ever done. I think right now faith is just at the, the, yeah. the core of my heart. If you couldn't get that from listening <laughs> to But there's today. so much encouragement. There, there really is. And that's what I mean book. is I think right now we're just living in a world where Faith, our faith in God has to be so much, right. so strong yeah. right now. And um, and because we don't always understand everything that's going on and we're kind of watching the world, it feels like we're watching the world disintegrate in mm-hmm. front of us. Mm-hmm. And so faith right now in God is, is what we absolutely need. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I pray that uh, this will be encouraging to you and, and bring you hope and uh, encourage you to just continue to read the word and get in there and learn about these great stories of faith and let him build uh, faith in you and that you would put it in him mm-hmm. and not in what's around you. So, um, yeah, share these messages with somebody. Share these podcasts, these episodes with somebody. And uh, until next time, have a great week. Keep reading. <laughs> and we'll see you right here next time on Lunch with PB and j